0: Albuquerque's Macro Aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk.
1: Eddie Aragon The Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIVA, abq.fm on the app, and on your TV at rockoftalk.tv. We are live on Roku as well. Prime coming any second now, and uh, if you want to go ahead and search for us, we actually included the uh, Roku.tv uh, sort of uh, suffix at the very end, and it's The Rock of Talk, and it'll say Roku TV. Just go ahead and click on that. You are set to go. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got ourselves one hell of a show here for the last day for our Commander-in-Chief, Donald J. Trump, the greatest president ever to preside over this country. History will shine the brightest light upon him, and you should understand that you are in a place where we celebrate freedom, liberty, opportunity, and of course, uh, most of all, our Constitution. It was a difficult today, uh, a day to say the least. Uh, Today was one of those days where you were thinking and lamenting on the fact that we have to have a changing of the guard, uh, as it were. Uh, The first hour, we will be talking about how our military right now has become the enemy from within and without. And for those of you who have served in our armed forces, we appreciate you. We honor you. We recognize you as the greatest defenders of the United States Constitution. We understand that your oath of enlistment, with your name at the very front, saying, I, your name, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of the officers appointed over me according to the regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God. Many of you military men and women are straightforward, God-fearing, simple, and great Americans. And I offer the adjective simple in the greatest regard and respect to you and your service. There could be no greater commitment from a citizen of the greatest country ever to be on this earth than to call you someone who is truly a citizen servant willing to sacrifice your life for the United States of America. For those of you who have been commissioned, Post-grad, you have stated, and I repeat, I, your name, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, both foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and Faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I'm about to enter. So, help me God. I spent some time in D.C. I interned for a United States senator for a time. I enjoyed my time in the District of Columbia. My greatest time there happened when I was all of 17 years of age and I saw an enlisted marine and the highest ranking officer perform what appeared to me the most beautiful exercise and it was perfectly orchestrated to the music and the man walked with such incredible purpose akin to what you would say would be to those three soldiers who walk in front of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldiers and I remember weeping weeping in excess of just how incredibly lucky I am to live in a country such as this how incredibly lucky I am to witness what seems to be the highest order that maybe Western civilization has ever achieved I did so at such a time where I was about to embark upon adulthood and where I was going to really realize my purpose. And it's hard for me not to get upset or emotional about that time because I think of the large black gentleman who is the highest ranking officer in the United States Marine Corps, And the way in which he walked, and the way in which he represented this country. Also, two years later, when I served at the pleasure of the United States Senator, who was a Democrat, I might remind you, for those who know a little bit about my background, people would understand that I started as a Democrat. I was a Democrat. I would say I was a a conservative Democrat. I was somebody who was a John F. Kennedy Democrat. And I think back on my time in Washington, D.C., a time where I went to go watch a movie. Now, there wasn't theaters in the district that I wanted to go. I didn't go to Union Station. I just basically uh, charted out and I went to Alexandria. Spent a lot of time in Alexandria for whatever reason. I was very... ...connected to Alexandria. You take the blue line out there. You remember that. You lived in, at uh, GW uh, Dowd, right? Worked in Alexandria
2: uh, three days a week in the, during the school year... ...and five days a week in the summer.
1: I went to a movie theater... ...and during that summer of 1995... ...I went with somebody... ...we'll just say a gal... ...and we went to the movies to go watch a movie called Crimson Tide. She was on the other side. She was working for Domenici. I was working for Jeff Bingaman. I remember uh, going to that and taking the ride and going out there and having a great time, but I was never so moved by a movie and such a scene as what existed between two characters in that movie. And I think it's where we find ourselves today in this country. There's an imminent threat outside of this country There are people who are emboldening and enabling the forces outside of our country, and there's patriots who are doing everything they possibly can within this country to preserve what is possibly the most valuable document, constitution, the most valuable value, if you will, that civilization has ever realized and seen. I remember thinking about that scene, and I don't know why it hit me so hard today. I'm like, that's where exactly where we're at. We're at that point where Denzel Washington, the greatest actor of his generation, versus Gene Hackman, the greatest actor of his generation, and they're floating in the middle of the sea with nuclear launch codes at the front lines battling every single country but specifically russia was looking to destroy us here's the scene and this is where i think we are on today on tuesday january nineteenth of our lord's year two thousand and twenty one take a listen what i'm saying
3: captain is that we have backup now it's our duty not to launch until we can confirm you're presuming that we have other submarines out there ready to launch. Well, this captain, I must assume that our submarines could have been taken out by other Akulas. We can play these games all night, Mr. Hunter, but I don't have the luxury of your presumptions. Sir. Mr. Hunter, we have rules that are not open to interpretation, personal intuition, gut feelings, hairs on the back of your neck, little devils or angels sitting on your shoulders. Captain, We're all very well aware what our orders are and what those orders mean. They come down from our commander-in-chief. They contain no ambiguity. Captain. Mr. Hunter, I've made a decision. I'm captain of this boat. I'm killed. this message means our target package could have changed. You repeat this order or I'll find somebody who will. I don't know you won't, sir. You're relieved to your position. Cobb, Remove Mr. Hunter from the control room. Get no, Lieutenant no, Zimmerman here right sir, now. No, sir. I do not concur, and I do not recognize your authority to relieve me under command under Navy regulations. Cobb, arrest this man Captain, and get him out of here. Under operating procedures governing the release of nuclear weapons, we cannot launch our missiles unless both you and I agree. Cobb, now, what are you waiting not for? Sir. This is expressly why your command must be repeated. It requires my assent. I do not give it. And furthermore, you continue upon this course and insist upon this launch without confirming this message first. I will be the back by. The rules of precedence, Captain, Authority, commanding officer of command. the USS Alabama, I, you order, six,
4: seven, you. I, you I you order you to place XO under arrest on the charge of
3: mutiny. I say again, I order you to place the XO under arrest on the charge of mutiny. Cop! Captain, please, the XO is right. We can't launch unless he concurs. To the USS Alabama. Rebel-controlled missiles being fueled. Launch codes compromised. Dissonance threatened launch at continental United States. Set DEFCON 2. Immediately launch 10 Trident missile sorties. They're fueling their missiles. We don't have time to...
1: Now... I'm think
3: this over. Yeah. I don't have to think this over. Captain, I relieve you of your command of this ship.
1: Now, for those of you who are thinking that Gene Hackman represents Donald Trump... You couldn't have been more wrong. Denzel Washington in that XO is exactly Donald Trump. Donald Trump has not led us to war. For all the haste and hate that you think that Donald Trump represents, he doesn't represent anything of which Jing Hackman is representing in that submarine right there. Our president has never led us not into one conflict, not into one war during this time. Our enemies are gearing up against us. North Korea, Iran, Russia, the rest of the world. And most of all, China. While we're kowtowing to every whim, every opportunity that they see in front of them, while they're selling us on them, you'll notice there is a SOP, a standard operating procedure. Your media has convinced you that Donald Trump has not followed that. Your Democrats at every turn have gaslighted you and essentially made you believe that what they're doing is in peaceful terms. Nothing of what we've seen during the last four years, including the impeachment trial number one, the impeachment that began with Russia collusion that brought in one James Comey, Your president at every turn has done everything possible to go ahead and prevent further conflict. Then we go into number two, which just happened this week. When people are pursuing power, they will stop at nothing, much like Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, in my opinion, in that scene represents everything that the Democrats were. Wouldn't we want to rethink this? If you're a military officer and we're at this point where within the military they're now questioning whether you after you giving your life, your service your dedication to this country have been told that we need to examine your your political leanings we need to understand your background we need to understand where you're coming from before we let you In the District of Columbia. This is a perfect sire. If you can't see that, if you can't understand what's happening here in this country, wait for the great awakening that will come during the presidency of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. War is imminent. There is nothing that we can do to prevent it at this point. They've warred with our Citizens, they've warred with our media, and they've won. They've warred now with the presidency and the government, and they have won. And now they're about to war with the rest of the world. There is nothing at this point that has stopped them. I think back to my time back in 1995 in the summer of hanging out on the hill, having a great time, seeing many of these, which I didn't participate in, I didn't go to an Ivy League school, but seeing the the Dukies and the Georgetown grads and all the Ivy League guys who were out there and realizing that it was all about them and their club. They didn't participate. They thought they were better than me. They were all children of very, very well-to-do, powerful people. Yes, even from here. In fact, one of the most powerful people, his son, right here in the state of New Mexico, served with me in the Senator's office, now is running a very large paper in a state away from us. And I think to myself, maybe they just didn't really understand it. Maybe they didn't understand this country. Maybe they didn't understand Crimson Tide. Maybe they didn't understand that soldier, the enlisted soldier, who is the highest ranking enlisted soldier in the United States of America. You know who I know understands that? Men like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln, and Donald Trump. And of course, Ronald Reagan. We're going to spend the day talking about our president. We're going to spend the day remarking about where we are on this very important day. A day in which they hope to erase in human history much like they want to embrace La Entrada. My heritage. Your heritage. saw a news report earlier today which was absolutely remarkable. In Spain or in Mexico, they're now finding and they're going to make them responsible for atrocities that happened back in the 1600s, uh, 1700s. And I couldn't sit there and look at it and said, you're going to make the people who are descendants of that time today responsible for what happened back then? How can you make a group of people who have no connection to a history responsible for a history in which they have no connection? It's topsy-turvy, upside down. George Orwell is here. This is Fahrenheit 451. This is Kurt Vonnegut. This is all of everything, all in one fell swoop happening right here today and well into the future. It's indeterminate as to when our military... It's indeterminate as to when to our, our citizenry... It's indeterminate as to when this country decides to go ahead... and prevent what is inevitable inevitable to them and planned for them to happen. 550-5500, if you want to go ahead and text in 550-5500. I will repeat it again. Donald J. Trump is the greatest president that we've seen here in this country. Remains to be seen what will become of him if you let him being bullied by the media and Democrat politicians. Everyone has capitulated, from Mitch McConnell to Lindsey Graham, even the people who aren't speaking out right now, they have also capitulated. It's going to take every single one of us to hold on and hold fast and remain steadfast during this time. 424 back and forth, AM600K IVA, on the app, ABQ.FM. On the web, rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. We'll also talk about re-education camps that are coming and uh, how people want to go ahead and reprogram you. Back in a moment.
0: The macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk.
1: 431 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA on the app at abq.fm and on your TV at TV. We are now on Roku and just waiting for the uh, green light uh, directly coming from, uh, well, Fire TV. So for those of you who have streaming, Uh, and just so you know how it's segmented, you have Roku has 39.5% of the streaming market. Amazon Fire has 31% of the streaming market. So you're looking at 70% of the streaming market happening right there. And then uh, you have Apple TV, which will have about 23% of the streaming market. And then your smart TVs, your LG smart TV, your Samsung smart TV, they'll have all of that uh, right there. So uh, we'll welcome in uh, D. Dowd Muska. Dowd, how are you?
2: I'm uh, I'm well I'm uh, I'm tr- I'm trying to uh, you, you know you, you mentioned yesterday we're going to be going over the accomplishments so I'm sort of I got my own little area to focus on but there, there's a there's a fairly long list of uh, pretty impressive pro freedom pro liberty accomplishments of this administration and uh, we're going to get to talk about some of them today.
1: We are going to uh, also give the farewell address of President Donald Trump that will start our number two. We will also play uh, if I were the devil. Uh, to start hour two, and we will also do hail to the chief um, and be playing that uh, with the entrance, and then uh, we will uh, go ahead and give the ceremonious um, response uh, to that as his final farewell address uh, with everything that that man deserves going forward. Uh, Freedom lives here on AM 1600 KIVA. Tomorrow, uh, we will keep our focus on It's going to be practically a long day, all-day broadcast. So I will be carrying everything from right about 8 a.m., maybe 9 a.m., depending upon what Fox News decides to do. Uh, There is a new lineup, a new change. Uh, One of our institutions which helped got uh, Donald Trump elected was Fox News. They abandoned him at the 11th hour, as did Mitch McConnell, as did uh, Lindsey Graham. I'm doing my very best uh i have contributed a lot to maybe to some of the changes that are happening over at fox news and uh, they do listen to me so i will will say that uh that is a good thing um we salute you our armed services uh those people who have made it to washington dc i can't imagine being vetted uh patted down if you will by the federal bureau of investigation uh, at this point uh, doubt and rudy i can only imagine for someone who has decided to go ahead and give your life uh to this country to be put in such an unbelievable embarrassing position as to be questioned about your patriotism and about what you stand for and whether you are democrat republican independent in my opinion it wouldn't matter because uh, none of you would be serving this country uh in any capacity whatsoever if you were the type of person Uh, who might do something that should befall uh, the greatest institutions that this world has has ever known. And I don't think that anything is going to happen tomorrow. Uh, And I don't think that there was ever anything going to be planned by Trump supporters. So all of that is just simple gaslighting. Gaslighting might be the most important word of the last (laughs) 10 years, wouldn't you say, the way it's used? If you don't know what the word means or haven't looked it up, uh, by all means, I think it's really has a lot to do with the word programming. Um, Basically questioning your own sense of sanity, which is exactly where we're at right now. I think a lot of you feel, you know, a lot of of people I would say in the aughts used to use the word surreal. A lot of people after winning something that they didn't think that they would have won or uh, realizing that they didn't think that they would realize or achieving something that, you know, sort of seems uh, out of place for them they would oftentimes describe the situation as surreal. I think that transitioned in right around 2010 and the word gaslighting now became into, well, you're programmed and we have predictive programming. And while the television show that I just saw, whether it's Johnny Mnemonic, uh, January 17th at 10 a.m. if uh, 2021, if you saw that, uh, to the, you know, what you're seeing in terms of the predictive programming of George Orwell or various other things, He's become, we, we now move into this other, I think, realm, which I'm really scared for the next generation after us. And uh, I'm a Gen Xer, but uh, the Gen Y and the Gen Z people becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, self-fulfilling prophecies, I think, become an existential threat to those people. I think the capacity for people to commit mass atrocities suddenly comes into uh, frame once again. Uh, akin to the Holocaust, akin to mass suicides, akin to groupthink. And that is really, really dangerous moving forward. This is the largest, and many of you haven't realized this, this is the largest experiment of groupthink during this time that we have ever seen. You literally have psychiatrists, psychologists, uh, talking about how people need to be reprogrammed away from the narcissism of Donald Trump. Now, I'm going to describe to you about why Donald Trump is not a narcissist. What narcissist would give up his wealth, his health, in the sacrifice for a country that has nothing to do with him? Do you at any point think that he was going to think that he is the embodiment of all things American by making that type of sacrifice? George Washington had no children. Many of our forefathers gave up many things in order to make a sacrifice for future generations of which they only dreamt or vision envisioned. I would say it is the very same for a man by the name of Donald Trump. The greatest Americans of this country could only see successive generations moving forward. I think Donald Trump, in many ways, was our last chance. He was our last four years to prevent what is the imminent evil that seems to be coming for us. And I hope that some of you realize, are humble enough to realize that I never for once, even now, given all the things that our great president has gone through, never once felt sorry for the man. I always admired the man, and I will say this. One of the reasons I haven't felt sorry for him is because of the book of Job. (laughs) 42 chapters of unbelievable... Trials, tribulations of one man and what he's experienced in his relationship with God. I remember how incredibly upset I got at one talk show host who came to tell me about how somehow divine intervention was coming in and despite the previous personal experiences and trials of one Donald Trump that he was being brought in by God. I now believe that. I now believe that that continues on much through this because his trials... Much like evil when it prevails, we'll always try to squash out every last, every last gleam of light and goodness here. And that's the way that it works. Now, I do want to talk about, in a practical way, Dowd and Rudy, re-education camps being reprogrammed. A lot of people aren't questioning this language. I'm sort of thinking to myself, how is it that people don't see that any of this is coming? They've been educated by this. I was all of about uh, 14 years old when I read uh, 1984. I've read a number of other books as as well. I think we've talked about uh, Conspicuous Consumption, Conspicuous Consumption of Thorstein Beblin. We were reading that in the uh, first year of college. I was educated by none other than Paul Krugman through his International Economics and international trade books um, coming through the economics. I still can't believe that uh, those were the books that I read. But they have had a permanent effect on me and I still have them to this day. In fact, they're sitting just to the right of uh, of Dowd, Muska, as you can see them all right there. Those are all my textbooks. If we knew that this was always going to happen or that there's a possibility this was going to happen or that we thought that there was a holocaust that could never happen again, how is it that we could not prevent this from happening today? It's really funny that the people who started to say fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news, which is us, Trump supporters, are now the fake news. How did we get programmed into becoming the fake news? I want to reintroduce the word gaslighting again, and I think what we need to talk about is the word, in addition to that, called projecting. They're so incredibly good at projecting things, the Democrats, the leftists, the leftist radicals out there, that they can say it enough times, repeat it enough times, that becomes almost a, a mantra, and it becomes truth. If you say enough things enough times, you can prevent things from happening. Catholics would certainly understand that. The power of prayer. Saying uh, five different segments of the rosary and the three different way or four different ways in which it's said every single week. The sorrowful, the glorious, the mysterious. You'd understand that you think your power of prayer has the real opportunity to go ahead and change things. Now, Christians, fundamentalist Christians, people who are biblical Christians, don't believe that. And I would say this, there's a, an awful lot of enslavement having to do with your, their ability to mentally program you by repeating something enough times on enough places that you're now questioning your own reality such as the case of Mitch McConnell, such as the case of Lindsey Graham, such as the case of every single rhino republican out there who's now saying, you know what, Donald Trump is a bad guy. I'm not going to trust my gut. I may have voted for him, but it looks like he has led us astray. And you're now questioning yourself. I can't do anything with anyone who is like that. And those are the last people who could possibly save what's the greatest country in the on 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 God's green earth, (laughs) it ain't gonna happen. I'll repeat it to you. I've repeated it several days, both this week and last week. The people of faith have built this country and the people of faith will rebuild this country. There's a reason why they're attempting to go ahead and squash the good light of good values and populism forever, is because they understand that that has been the truth, that is the truth You can always judge a man by the fruits of what he has. And I will tell you that in the end, we will be victorious. But again, like September, I can't see six months ahead and what that's going to look like. So they have to program you. There's no other way for them. It's not enough for them to get rid of President Donald Trump. It's not enough for them to go ahead and wash history and... Bully and do whatever they possibly can. They must also reprogram any memory you might have of the goodness of once what once was. Refer back to another movie. Maybe another movie also said about the same time. 95 was Crimson Tide. Prove me wrong. I think uh, uh, that's when it was released, right? Summer of yep. 95. Yep. Dowd, you looked that up? I did. I love Dowd. He just looks up everything. And I think uh, Gladiator, I want to say, was 2001. Is that about right? want to say it was maybe the summer of 2001 if i'm not mistaken 2000 even 2000 even okay that's what it was i really see those two movies as emblematic of what's happening right now you know that they were gonna go ahead and remove marcus aurelius his son wanted the power There was going to be nothing that could be done to stop him. You certainly saw his sister did everything that she could, despite her love for her father, could not prevent how evil was going to take over. They were going to take over the Senate. They were going to take over society, bread and circuses, and say, you know what, everything's okay now. It's going to take that type of conflict to overturn what has happened here. We have gotten to that point. Will it be a physical conflict? No, I don't think so. But it will be one in which evil is fully revealed and truth is fully revealed, and they will come clashing on a stage that cannot be hidden. What does that look like? I don't know, but it is, my friends, to bring up one. I think she said, uh, "What was her name?" The attorney who was attempting to work on behalf of Sydney Powell. Who said, Unleash the Kraken? She said, Biblical. It is going to be biblical. I believe that uh, Rudy, by the way, and Sydney and the rest of that crew should relieve themselves of any for future uh, public duties in any endeavor. If they had tried to talk to me, I would not even pick up the phone. That's how I feel about those people. Now, I'm concerned, I'm worried, because I know that truth has not won out. It is as simple as what happened in those voting machines. Really it is. It's all down to computers. It's all down to ones and zeros. It's all down to Johnny Mnemonic. It's all down to inserting, running away with that stuff. It is that sci-fi. It really is. It's that simple. What's it going to take to overturn that? I don't know. If I could give you the answer, I would, but I know that I'm working hard towards what the end of that is. We're also going to talk about in our second hour, no state of the state coming from the governor. In a time in which you have succumbed to being entrapped in your houses, business have decided to shutter, I shouldn't say to shutter, we're forced to shutter, and society itself and schools we're told not to go to school, except for the handicapped now. Did you see that today? Only handicapped students and the, oh. right? But, but we're not going to send our middle school and our high school students. Wouldn't those people generally be the most vulnerable? We'll talk about the, that during the second hour. And during our third hour, I'm going to keep it wide open. All right, so we'll bring it back here in four minutes. would like to start getting your texts and your calls. There's already a lot of them. A lot of you people out there, this is the very last day of the presidency of Donald J. Trump. And I'll continue to exalt him as the best president this country has ever seen. Back in four minutes here in the Kiva. AM 1600 KIVA. ABQ.FM on the app. Rock of Talk.TV. Right on your TV and download us now for Roku. Just go search The Rock of Talk, and then you'll see Roku at the very end. 447, back and forth. We'll be back to wrap the hour, get your feedback, and then start with 5 o'clock with Donald J. Trump.
5: The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer, 800 This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy for Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192.
6: Hey, Boudiccate, Buck Buckner, owner of Car Spa here. I've had a job since maybe 11 years old. Broke was not in my vocabulary. Through work opportunities, I learned things like responsibility, discipline, go-get, setting goals, savings, teamwork, integrity, competitiveness, commitment, and self-worth. Recent Car Spa expansions requires that we hire more people across the ranks of associate supervisors, and managers. We need to build more teams to meet the demand of our business. We have hourly and salary positions with benefits, with experience and performance. We're looking for the right people and energy for both full service and part time to be a part of our team. We have an immediate and greatest need at our newest Westside Coors location, but are hiring at all sites. Drop by early morning, Sunday through Wednesday, fill out an app and interview a manager and join the team
0: Raw Greens on San Mateo north of Manal come into Raw Greens all natural CBD and hemp products for anxiety, stress, sore muscles Raw Greens topical creams, tinctures and pet products Raw Greens online CBD.ThePlaceILike.com
4: I'm Casey Gazzardi,
7: And I'm Joe Gazzardi.
4: At Joe's Pasta House, we have authentic world favorites, classic Italian dishes, and unique New World offerings, including natural hand-cut steaks, wild-caught fish, and local veal. Our focus is on quality ingredients, great atmosphere, and personal service.
0: Come to Joe's Pasta House for a true Italian dining experience. Located
1: at 3201 Southern Boulevard in Rio Rancho, just a quarter mile east of Country Club Drive.
0: All right, let's put things together starting with the weather. Looking like, uh, I don't know if it's going to snow or not. It looks like it's trying to clear up right now, but they say slight chance of snow throughout the night. But tomorrow, we're up towards 50 once again and clear skies. That's okay. At Ladera Golf Course right now, 40 degrees, 37 at uh, Tanawan, and 40 degrees at the Rock of Talk. All right, this is what we got going on. Unser southbound from the Petroglyph there at Bob McCannon Parkway. You start to pump the brakes. Not sure what the problem is, but it's going to be under 20 miles an hour all the way over to Ladera. Though I don't see any accidents or stalls there. And Gibson eastbound, I-25 to Yale. Left two lanes are closed. Budget that in if you're heading towards the airport or the VA. Monty Cigar Shop, thank you for the biggest humidor in the southwest. Oh, Not just because you have it. But here's why you have it. When you care about your customers enough to provide the best cigars and blends and prices, you got to have a great humidor, and that they do. Plus, they have tobaccos and classy pipes. Monty Cigar Shop on San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macroaggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk.
7: Hey, Rudy, what are classy pipes? They have some.
0: Are you saying th- glassy or or classy? Both, actually. Oh, <laughs> they have the classy ones. They have some. that are just straight up, but they have some that have that little curl to them. You know, kind of goes down before you put. And you're calling those classy? Oh, I think they're beautiful. They're yeah, they're classy.
1: He's so classy. He's so classy over there. Ladera, I used to remember. We're gonna go. You want to go swing
0: the golf clubs over at Ladera? Sí. Is that a big golf? That is a big golf course. Well, it used I think, to
1: but be. as yeah. terrible. That's where, that's where No To Be Gay was.
0: Oh.
1: And then she a window rock. No To Be Gay was a big old jock. <laughs> I, could, I have a whole song about him. I sang it to him. He, he thought it was funny. I, I continue to this day
2: to sing no, whenever, whenever I say, oh, what is oh. it? Chichi, 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 we beat you easy, easy,
7: easy. <laughs> chicharrones, chicharrones. <laughs> greasy, greasy, greasy. We're going to beat you easy, easy, easy.
1: All oh my folks from... Uh espanola valley uh know that uh, pretty well we love chicharrones you like chicharrones have you ever had them <laughs> No.
7: oh my god what is wrong with you they uh, are the best
1: okay all hey, right
7: chicharrones
1: chicharrones, greasy, right, greasy,
0: right. Greasy. Right.
7: I,
1: where, where do i go to resolve that that problem uh my mom's house oh, well, oh we're yeah gonna I'll, I'll, I'll we're, gonna, gonna, we're gonna load up on uh, chicharrones. chicharrones
0: and i can help in that department really well too. really are no. you good at chicharrones yes sir I like my menudo clean.
1: I like oh. the the tripe, you know, more like yeah, a, tripe, a web. Yeah, yeah I love uh, I love all the the menudo. Oh my gosh, I'm great about it. But, but you tell somebody about what it is and they don't want it.
2: That's me. Well, just eat it. I love and it. Learn learn about it later.
1: <laughs> no, I. Eat it. I, I was in France for eight it. days. I'm There's sure I ate a lot of things
4: in that country. I eat, <laughs> I eat
1: oysters. I eat sushi. I eat menudo. I eat. it yep. you know, What's the grossest thing you can think of to eat and I eat it? Cacarochas. I would if somebody yeah.
2: I've eaten I've eaten crickets in chips um, they, they, they're, because they're trying to promote it. The Greenies are trying to promote uh, eating of insects, and so they ba- they they grind up the uh, the the crickets and they put them into just like corn chips.
1: And I've had those.
0: Yeah. L- Lengua know. is the one thing I cannot, I just can't bring myself to even
7: get in the kitchen with it.
1: Ugh. Well, I'm sort of, the, you know, I mean, really, I'm the Anthony Bourdain of radio. I, would, <laughs> yes. I could really yes. definitely do what, whatever
7: Anthony Bourdain. He's the only guy I could
1: actually say that I watched that I admired through and through. You know, I really loved everything. It's like, yeah, I could sit down and have dinner with just about anybody and have conference. Like, watching Anthony Bourdain, like, if you want to know about civilization 100 years, 200 years from now, that's what you'll do. You'll watch Anthony Bourdain travel around the world, sitting down, eating with people. I think you learn so much uh, from that. All right, let me read uh, all of your uh, texts. You guys are laughing your butts off. E. Glendale, Arizona is representing today. Scott Martin, thanks, Scott. Uh, James Patton, well done, Eddie. Thank you for the opener. No wars in four plus years. Wow, that's uh, also that's that's really important. I think that is that's the biggest accomplishment of any presidency. Did you have to go to war? You're A wartime president. You know, you know. I remember that scene in Gladiator. Marcus Aurelius is uh, looking over. You know, the Spaniard, right? The Spaniard's leading the troops, and uh, just I love, I love everything about that movie. You know, I made my uh, my kids, I made my kids watch that movie. They loved it. Yeah, yeah. They absolutely loved it. I also made them watch 300 as well. You know, you know. There's that quote. Find that quote uh, that you know that I'm referencing right now. I put in our newsletter what maybe about uh, six eight times ago about uh, how our children should hear about uh, courageous acts. Oh yes, yes. C.S. Lewis. We'll uh, we'll read that short, uh, shortly. Dowd will. I think it'll be better coming from you. Good afternoon, Eddie and the Kiva family. That's right, we're a Kiva family. I believe he followed the rules. I think he's referring, Don Simpson is referring to Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman uh, up in Santa Fe still? Is that where he's at now? I think he, I've heard, yeah. he left the Bosque. He moved on up to Santa Fe. Love you, President Trump. Playing for justice. This is a stolen election. Biden is not a legitimate president. Biden is a corrupt cesspool of a man. Well, certainly. Look what uh, his uh, son represents, no doubt about it. Mm, okay, I think people are tagging each other, trying to get each other so sad today. Van Chellen Sturgeon, thank you. I love that name. I, I don't know where that you get that name, but I, if I had enough kids, I would definitely name one of them. I didn't tell you how many, but I would definitely name one of them, Van Chelen. Eddie, you mentioned yesterday, Cass Suston's Obama's regulatory czar. Book nudge. The left has been socially engineering the public for the last 12, if not longer. Cass is married to Samantha Power. Okay, well, you know, if you want to start crucifying me for, for that, I was talking about the... Uh, power of suggestion and I think also in that theme of the book Nudge is the um, what, what do you call it liberal or libertarian paternalism that he talks about in that yeah, book yeah. which is that hey we'll give you the chance to do what you want to do but at the same time you know we'll also give you a certain set of rules so I do believe that there's you can't just cast out everything in one... You know, we got to be very careful about classifying things. It's been some time since I've read that book. I believe that book was, what, 2008,
2: 2009? Uh, yeah, I put a picture of it up the other day when we were talking about it. I think it was 7 or 8, around there, so let me look.
1: Uh, any linguistic programming is as old as any form of war. Priesthoods, gobbles, Bernays, modern advertising, psychology of big tech to keep the user addicted. There you go. These are tools of war and propaganda. I love that. Yep. Was it 2008? I find it interesting that you say that your gas... That they're gaslighting us. I think a generality would be more helpful. Remember, those of us listening to you are not naive. I've done my homework. Okay. Whoa. Don't need to get sensitive here on this last day. Uh, Eddie, aren't uh, we one of three states left to close the Nasara to commence? What is that? You know what Nasara is? Hello, everyone. Lucia says, No gusta chicharrones. That's too bad. (laughs) Easy, easy, easy. I love it. Chicharrones, heart attack in a bag. I love all (laughs) that. you know pork skins too, and the pork rinds. I mean, for a lot of a lot of people like that. It's uh, we're going to sail through the top of the hour uh, very quickly. Caller, you're in the Kiva, go ahead.
7: You touched on a subject. I wanted to chime in and say that. Uh, on uh, which, sir, we missed out. the
1: first part of that. What did
7: you say? Uh, since you were uh, ha- brought the subject up, I wanted to chime in on it. Southbound, chime in on what? Uh, I don't know what what subject. On, on G- chicharrones. Oh, chicharrones. Okay, all right. If, there if we go. If you want a good Chicharrones fix, southbound Frontage Road at Candelaria Southwest Corner, they got darn good chicharrones. What's there. the name of the place? You know, I can't think of it right now. You said Candelaria and what? <laughs> Uh, candelaria and the southbound frontage road
0: yeah that place is sometimes open and sometimes not i've i've wanted to stop there i'll have to do that one of these days
7: yeah they're uh, they're usually open in the mornings but they advertise the uh, beef jerky and everything but man their chicharrones are great I, okay. I mean i i'll, I'll go buy them by the pound and come home and make chicharrones burritos all right they're, there they're we crazy. go what's your name sir
1: 20. All right, I appreciate the phone call. You know what's amazing? You know how you know you're in New Mexico? That If you bring up food, oh, immediately. somebody will inevitably <laughs> immediately. bring up the place that they go, <laughs> yes, yes. and it's better than any other place that, you know, like their mom's cooking is the best or their grandma's cooking is the best, and whatever restaurant they eat at is better than any restaurant you've ever eaten, eaten at. Have you noticed how mm-hmm. the competitive eating totally changes? Like in New Mexico, you haven't seen anything like that, like in Connecticut or anywhere oh, else, no, right, Dad? No, no, no. Like they're ready to tell you. All not only are they willing willing to tell you, many of these people are willing to take you there. Oh, certainly, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> they want to go themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing. That's so New Mexico. Uh, explain the difference between New Mexican and Mexican chicharrones. Um, I don't know.
0: I don't either. Maybe one now of them a little bit needs more.
1: To try both and judge, have to have the Mexican. Pea hey, uh, chicharron con salsa. I guess that's chicken. Well, from just looking chicharron. online, I mean, ch-
2: chicharron is... You have the different versions in Belize, Brazil, B- Bolivia, Canada, Colombia, Chile, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, on and on and on and on. So even Philippines. So uh,
1: it's a very popular meal. Yeah, so my favorite thing I will... And I will, it's a total indulgence. I might have it once in a while. Is getting chile caribe, which is from the ristra. And you strain it and it comes off, right? And so a lot of people will keep the... uh the uh, chile caribe in their fridge, right, and it's like cold chili, like you'll literally, you can almost drink the chili. Wow. You know, a lot of people put it in peanut butter jars, or you know, that's what my grandparents used to do, or you know, peanut butter, uh, you know, jelly jars or whatever, sure, keep sure, it there. Sure. It's cold, and it's there, and you pour the chile caribe, right, and it really tender meats. So, uh, my nana would always cook a roast, and she'd let it, like, go for, like, 6, eight, ten hours, and then she'd pour the cold chile caribe over that, and I just, I love that, and you'd you know, dip your tortilla in that, and you're like, boom, yo, bam, you're good. Even better uh, than the but, Sonics. But, but, the,
7: he, the Sonics.
1: <laughs> uh, but what was even better than that was the time where you had chicharrones, right, that were just coming right out of the, the pan. Yes. Just greasy, greasy. Oh, okay. And And Rudy knows where I'm going <laughs> with this, right? Yes. And so you pour that same chile caribe right over that.
4: Oh Right, my. right, mother, mother, it is great.
1: <laughs> now, it is amazing. It's what he like, does? Oh my, you, did, you had no amazing. idea. And someone's literally as the tortillas are coming right off the the pan because every everyone does their, their 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 tortillas pretty much the same. They Perfect. throw that hot pan over the gas stove and they cruise on the. And everyone's got their little thing and you know they, everyone has their coffee cup. Everyone has their salt shakers. Everyone has their the place where they make their tortillas on they've been making it for years the same thing and as soon as that cheat as soon as that tortilla hits you're like grabbing that tortilla <laughs> right off of that stack right and you're grabbing the chicharrones throwing them in the the little plate bowl that's right there and you pour the chila over it and you're dipping it in and you can't stop eating, right rudy no way it's great that's pretty insane i'll
0: so. take thirds on that <laughs> yeah.
1: replying to uh Renee montoya uh hi oh, I, I guess people are family members are here Biden will go back to using czars. Please explain gaslighting. Uh, go ahead and say gaslighting. It's basically getting people to be stirred up enough that they question their own um, version of reality. Yeah. yeah they, get themselves to a point where they don't understand what's up is down, what's topsy-turvy. And that's really kind of where these Republicans have got themselves to. As I mentioned, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, the rest of these guys who are willing to turn their backs on things, it's because they don't trust their own version of what they understood anymore and you can't even call them spineless anymore because they've literally been lobotomized yeah, yeah. once you've gaslighted you're lobotomized right? the,
2: the, the, the Wikipedia uh, terminology probably isn't much better than what, what you already gave Eddie but uh, psychological abuse in which the victim is gradually manipulated into doubting his or her own sanity yeah. uh, and of course originates from a, a British play that was made into a very uh, famous uh, movie With what, uh, what is that? Uh, Gaslight, 1944. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I didn't Kukar. even know it went that far. Oh, yeah. Then. Charles
1: Boyer, Ingrid Bergman, the my oh. all-time gal of all time. Charles Boyer. And an 18-year-old
2: Angela Lansbury
1: with that wow. annoying
2: maid who was in the house. Yes. And I
1: remember her on CBS and Murder, She Wrote. That's right. You know, back in the day. Ca- was... Ca- Cabot
2: Cove, Maine. <laughs> like They had they had 385 murders
1: a year in that little tiny coastal town in
2: Maine. <laughs> <laughs> She was solving all of them. It's it's like, worse than oh. Albuquerque.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, we should touch upon that right now. Is so, uh, We are on pace for 142 murders this year, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We are at the current rate. I don't think it's going to... First 18 days. First 18 days. And we let the... You know, uh, Joe Biden gets elected and suddenly this... The whole entire country, plus the Democrat uh, mayor has turned this... I mean, no doubt, uh, many many Gonzalez is going to seize upon this, but we're on pace for 140, 142 yes. murders. we keep up um, this rate. rate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it sustainable, folks. I remember that April, two months, two years ago, April of 2019, doubt if I'm not mistaken, I believe that we had... Uh, 22 murders in the month of April. 18, yeah. 18 or 22, yeah, if you yep, can look up yep, April yep. of 2019. Like, there wasn't a day, almost. There wasn't a day that didn't have a murder in the city of Albuquerque. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. So go back and, uh, and look at that. Uh, somebody must be hungry. I'm not hungry. All right, when we bring it back, we're going to listen to the president and uh, listen to him give his uh, farewell speech. Uh, I want to... Turn everyone's attention to what you're seeing on Rock of TV uh, today, and of course on your Roku device. Is uh, this right here is the flag of George Washington, the 13 stars, six sided. This is his personal position flag, um, and a lot of people will refer to this as the Valley Forge flag. Um, it is uh, it's got 13 stars, six pointed stars. 32323 two, three, two, three is the arrangement uh, on there, but it was the flag that was flying uh, at the headquarters uh, of General George Washington uh, during the time of independence, where we were trying to preserve our independence during that time. Uh, many eyewitnesses also saw that uh, at the Yorktown, Battle of Yorktown, uh, this was the flag that was flying and uh, is accepted by some experts as being Washington's George Washington headquarters flag. So I certainly hope that uh, you guys enjoy the uh, symbolism here and uh, uh, on this day, the last day of President Donald Trump's presidency. Also uh, to the left, which we've talked about before, the join or die flag of uh, the original colonies. There are several states uh, missing, Georgia being one of them. And I believe that this flag has actually become more meaningful you see new england new york new jersey you see pennsylvania uh maine uh vermont north carolina south carolina but a few of those original colonies are missing uh, from that so we will uh, of course talk about that a little bit later on we'll also talk about the no state of the state later on in the program your response to that the state legislature has opened up today ladies and gentlemen uh will they be more effective we've got several questions that we put out there for those people who are able to go ahead and download our app at abq.fm or rockoftalk.com? Uh, point your browser directly to that. And uh, here are our. Um, and I put these together so that way you have them. And I've been really busy as of late, but uh, our questions uh, of the day, um, in addition to being the uh, violence start to. I, I'm sort of laughing because we were shut down and we still had 76 murders. People were shuttered inside their house. And we kick off 2021, and I don't know if, it, if uh, Mayor Tim Keller thought we were going to get off to any sort of better of a time, but I've got to tell you, this is... Uh... Yeah, you were right
2: about 2019, by the way. Uh, 13 homicides in Albuquerque, January, February, March of 2019, 11 in April. So the, the entire month of April had almost as many as the first three months of 2019. There you so go. we're there going I, back to the future, ladies yeah, I, I exaggerate. So
1: 11 and uh, 13, 22 through the, through the month of April. Um, also part of this day, I want to put this out there, George Wallace, for those of you who attempted to gaslight us, I thought you might fight this uh, a little bit uh, interesting uh, doubt in terms of our personal history here in this country. And he said this. This is a Democrat, four-time governor of the great state of Alabama. said, if any demonstrator ever lays down in front of my car, it'll be the last car he'll ever lay down in front of. This was a member of the Democratic Party. He sought the United States presidency as a Democrat three times, once as an American independent, and then he was unsuccessful every time. He was also opposed to desegregation,
4: supported the policies of Jim Crow during the civil rights movement, declaring
1: his in his 1963 inaugural gubernatorial address that he stood for segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. I say forever. forever. Can you believe this? Yeah. This is uh, real, and in fact uh, Gary Hunt became Alabama's first Republican governor since 1874, as he was sworn into office succeeding George Wallace on this day back in 1987. So, uh, also, I believe that Wallace, didn't he say that uh, one Dr. Martin Luther King was going to... Martin Luther King, who is a Republican, by the way, for some of you who don't know your history, uh, didn't he say that we're going to prevent Dr. Martin Luther King from taking over our state? I think something along those lines is yeah. essentially yeah. what he said, so uh lots of our questions are are there you can find them at uh, chat. we put everything out there um including uh we've had seven homicides to kick off the year at albuquerque we're on pace for 142. we had 76 last year short of the record and that was during the pandemic is albuquerque any safer than it was than before mayor keller the answer simply is no to me what do you think do you think santa Fe New mexico's legislative session will be just as effective If it's virtual versus in person, how about do we need harsher punishments on domestic terrorism in the United States and New Mexico? Coy Griffin now detained, quote unquote, detained indefinitely. Uh, The legislative agenda includes legalizing marijuana, policing the police and more on abortion rights. Are these the real priorities of a state like New Mexico? Uh, Unfortunately for the Democrats, they are. M- MLG has canceled her state of the state and isn't attending Joe Biden's inauguration. Is she actually working at this point? What's her schedule look like? Why well, start now? No. <laughs> Why is New Mexico reopening classrooms to disabled and handicapped children? Only, aren't they more valuable, vulnerable to exposure and uh, not to the middle and high school students? We're now into the mutation stage of the coronavirus, according to the media and experts. How long do you think the lockdowns will persist? Did you hear about anything regarding the two police officers that were killed across the country yesterday during their duty? Guaranteed, you did not. They were not played anywhere, and especially not on national news. And the caravans. Yes, immigration caravans now coming from Central America are re-energized and moving towards the United States border after Joe Biden stated, and it's all over conservative news, that no one would be deported. Wow, how convenient. Is it at all surprising to any of you? 550-5500, 550 50, 500. that's 550-5500 here in the Kiva, here on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon, last sunset that will shine upon the great state of New Mexico and the city of Albuquerque on Donald, uh, on President Donald Trump's last day in office. And uh, back after a quick break. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Download that app, abq.fmrockoftalk.com, and watch us live right now. You can see uh, Dowd, whatever he's doing. I was staring at the sun and my eyes hurt. (laughs) staring (laughs) at the sun. Most
4: four-year-olds know
1: not not to do that, but apparently I don't. (laughs) All right, back after a uh, quick break and straight into our president, Donald J. Trump.
8: Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue,
3: Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448 that's 899-1448 attention,
4: attention.
2: ABQ Guns and Glock salute the veterans of New Mexico by offering reduced blue
7: label pricing on all Glock blue label handguns from Memorial Day to Veterans Day. ABQ Guns is the largest stocking blue label dealer in the state and is the only
5: woman veteran owned firearm store in Albuquerque. For details, come into the store in the Riverside Plaza just north of Antonio and Coors at abqguns.com or call 899-1144. That's 899-1144.
4: Alarms are ignored. Kill switches are easily detected and reconnected. RFIDs are hacked using a basic code grabber. And GPS tracking systems, well, they're good at locating your vehicle after it's been taken. Give us a call, 505-550-4994. I don't know how to tell time, but I know it's sunny side up
0: o'clock. The Patriot Waffle. Sweet red raspberries, tasty blueberries, and white powdered sugar. The Patriot Waffle at Sunny Side Up. Go to sunny.com. The dot com.
4: Friends ask me what my recommendations are, I just say theplaceilike.com I dot com. Wow It's great for locals. Awesome weekly deals too. The place I like.com. that's the
1: Great news! Ann Matthews Bridal just received the long-awaited Disney Fairy Tale Weddings Collection. Ann Matthews Bridal has been chosen to handle the premiere of this collection right here in Albuquerque. If you're needing a bridal gown, we look forward to showing this collection along with other top designer collections we carry. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard.
4: Dad, I think we're in deep doo-doo. Is that why everyone keeps buying all the toilet paper?
5: Actually, New Mexico culture is rich. Plus, Monroe's has red chili, green chili, and the best customers in the world to go with it.
4: Boy, Dad, you must really love our customers.
2: I sure do, just like I love you, Stella.
4: Hey, what about me?
2: Of course, you too, Ava. Uh- I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311-MANAL or call us at 881-6863.
1: You're listening to Fox News, ABQ.FM, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM 1600, KIVA, Albuquerque.
0: All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Looking like uh, the cold is going to be gone by tomorrow. We're getting towards 50 degrees, I'm told. I know right now, 39 degrees at Cottonwood. It's 36 at ABQ Uptown and 40 at the Rock of Talk. All right, traffic-wise, again, pretty decent drive across the river. Bridges right now, I-40, Montaño, and Paseo del Norte. If your drive takes you south on an I-25, taking a look at that sunset. is why you're losing some of the speed, but not as bad as some afternoons. Well, Sunny Side Up, we're so glad you're around. I I know that the sun's up in Albuquerque every morning. You can still satisfy your cravings for tasty meals, even though you can't dine in, with Enjoy Takeout at Sunny Side Up. Pineapple, coconut, pancake, the Patriot waffle, a banana, strawberry waffle. Now that is a sweet treat. Listen, if you enjoy takeout, you got to go to Sunny Side Up. They'll satisfy your cravings. Sunny Side Up online. Sunny.ThePlaceILike.com. We're up to date now. Let's dive into the rock of talk. Anymore.
4: Golden days before the end. Whisper secrets to the world.
9: to make America great again for all Americans. As I conclude my term as the 45th President of the United States, I stand before you truly proud of what we have achieved together. We did what we came here to do, and so much more. This week we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend our best wishes, and we also want them to have luck, a very important word. I'd like to begin by thanking just a few of the amazing people who made our remarkable journey possible. First, let me express my overwhelming gratitude for the love and support of our spectacular First Lady, Melania. Let me also share my deepest appreciation to my daughter, Ivanka, my son-in-law, Jared, and to Baron Don, Eric, Tiffany, and Lara. You fill my world with light and with joy. I also want to thank Vice President Mike Pence, his wonderful wife, Karen, and the entire Pence family. Thank you as well to my Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, the dedicated members of the White House staff, and the cabinet and all of the incredible people across our administration who poured out their heart and soul to fight for America. I also want to take a moment to thank a truly exceptional group of people, the United States Secret Service. My family and I will forever be in your debt. My profound gratitude as well to everyone in the White House military office, the teams of Marine One and Air Force One, every member of the armed forces, and state and local law enforcement all across our country. Most of all, I want to thank the American people. To serve as your president has been an honor beyond description. Thank you for this extraordinary privilege. And that's what it is, a great privilege and a great honor. We must never forget that while Americans will always have our disagreements, We are a nation of incredible, decent, faithful, and peace-loving citizens who all want our country to thrive and flourish and be very, very successful and good. We are a truly magnificent nation. All Americans were horrified by the assault on our capital. Political violence is an attack on everything we cherish as Americans. It can never be tolerated. Now more than ever, we must unify around our shared values and rise above the partisan rancor and forge our common destiny. Four years ago, I came to Washington as the only true outsider ever to win the presidency. I had not spent my career as a politician, but as a builder looking at open skylines and imagining infinite possibilities. I ran for president because I knew there were towering new summits for America just waiting to be scaled. I knew the potential for our nation was boundless as long as we put America first. So I left behind my former life and stepped into a very difficult arena, but an arena nevertheless with all sorts of potential if properly done. America had given me so much and I wanted to give something back. Together with millions of hardworking patriots across this land, we built the greatest political movement in the history of our country. We also built the greatest economy in the history of the world. It was about America first because we all wanted to make America great again. We restored the principle that a nation exists to serve its citizens. Our agenda was not about right or left. It wasn't about Republican or Democrat, but about the good of a nation. And that means the whole nation. With the support and prayers of the American people, we achieved more than anyone thought possible. Nobody thought we could even come close. We passed the largest package of tax cuts and reforms in American history. We slashed more job-killing regulations than any administration had ever done before. We fixed our broken trade deals, withdrew from the horrible Trans-Pacific Partnership and the impossible Paris Climate Accord renegotiated the one-sided South Korea deal, and we replaced NAFTA with the groundbreaking USMCA. That's Mexico and Canada, a deal that's worked out very, very well. Also, and very importantly, we imposed historic and monumental tariffs on China, made a great new deal with China. But before the ink was even dry, we and the whole world got hit with the China virus. Our trade relationship was rapidly changing. Billions and billions of dollars were pouring into the U.S., but the virus forced us to go in a different direction. The whole world suffered, but America outperformed other countries economically because of our incredible economy and the economy that we built. Without the foundations and footings, it wouldn't have worked out this way. We wouldn't have some of the best numbers we've ever had. We also unlocked our energy resources and became the world's number one producer of oil and natural gas by far. Powered by these policies, we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. We reignited America's job creation and achieved record-low unemployment for African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women, almost everyone. Income soared, wages boomed, the American dream was restored, and millions were lifted from poverty in just a few short years. It was a miracle. Stock market set one record after another with 148 stock market highs during this short period of time and boosted the retirements and pensions of hardworking citizens all across our nation. 401ks are at a level they've never been at before. We've never seen numbers like we've seen, and that's before the pandemic and after the pandemic. We rebuilt the American manufacturing base, opened up thousands of new factories, and brought back the beautiful phrase, made in the USA. To make life better for working families, we doubled the child tax credit and signed the largest ever expansion of funding for child care and development. We joined with the private sector to secure commitments to train more than 16 million American workers for the jobs of tomorrow. When our nation was hit with the terrible pandemic, we produced not one but two vaccines with record-breaking speed, and more will quickly follow. They said it couldn't be done, but we did it. They called it a medical miracle, and that's what they're calling it right now, a medical miracle. Another administration would have taken three, four, five, maybe even up to ten years to develop a vaccine. We did it in nine months. We grieve for every life lost, and we pledge in their memory to wipe out this horrible pandemic once and for all. When the virus took its brutal toll on the world's economy, we launched the fastest economic recovery our country has ever seen. We passed nearly $4 trillion in economic relief, saved or supported over 50 million jobs, and slashed the unemployment rate in half. These are numbers that our country has never seen before. We created choice and transparency in health care stood up to Big Pharma in so many ways, but especially in our effort to get favored nations clauses added, which will give us the lowest prescription drug prices anywhere in the world. We passed VA choice, VA accountability, right to try, and landmark criminal justice reform. We confirmed three new justices of the United States Supreme Court. We appointed nearly 300 federal judges to interpret our Constitution as written. For years, the American people pleaded with Washington to finally secure the nation's borders. I am pleased to say we answered that plea and achieved the most secure border in U.S. history. We have given our brave border agents and heroic ICE officers the tools they need to do their jobs better than they have ever done before and to enforce our laws and keep America safe. We proudly leave the next administration with the strongest and most robust border security measures ever put into place. This includes historic agreements with Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, along with more than 450 miles of powerful new wall. We restored American strength at home and American leadership abroad. The world respects us again. Please don't lose that respect. We reclaimed our sovereignty by standing up for America at the United Nations and withdrawing from the one-sided global deals that never served our interests. And NATO countries are now paying hundreds of billions of dollars more than when I arrived just a few years ago. It was very unfair we were paying the cost for the world now the world is helping us and perhaps most importantly of all with nearly three trillion dollars we fully rebuilt the american military all made in the usa we launched the first new branch of the united states armed forces in 75 years the space force and last spring i stood at kennedy space center in florida and watched as American astronauts returned to space on American rockets for the first time in many, many years. We revitalized our alliances and rallied the nations of the world to stand up to China like never before. We obliterated the ISIS caliphate and ended the wretched life of its founder and leader, al-Baghdadi. We stood up to the oppressive Iranian regime and killed the world's top terrorist, Iranian butcher Qasem Soleimani. We recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. As a result of our bold diplomacy and principled realism, we achieved a series of historic peace deals in the Middle East. Nobody believed it could happen. The Abraham Accords opened the doors to a future of peace and harmony, not violence and bloodshed. It is the dawn of a new Middle East and we are bringing our soldiers home. I am especially proud to be the first president in decades who has started no new wars. Above all, we have reasserted the sacred idea that in America the government answers to the people. Our guiding light, our North Star, our unwavering conviction has been that we are here to serve the noble everyday citizens of America. Our allegiance is not to the special interests, corporations, or global entities. It's to our children, our citizens, and to our nation itself. As president, my top priority, my constant concern, has always been the best interests of American workers and American families. I did not seek the easiest course. By far, it was actually the most difficult. I did not seek the path that would get the least criticism. I took on the tough battles, the hardest fights, the most difficult choices, because that's what you elected me to do. Your needs were my first and last unyielding focus. This, I hope, will be our greatest legacy. Together, we put the American people back in charge of our country. We restored self-government. We restored the idea that in America, no one is forgotten because everyone matters and everyone has a voice. We fought for the principle that every citizen is entitled to equal dignity, equal treatment, and equal rights, because we are all made equal by God. Everyone is entitled to be treated with respect, to have their voice heard, and to have their government listen. You are loyal to your country, and my administration was always loyal to you. We worked to build a country in which every citizen could find a great job and support their wonderful families. We fought for the communities where every American could be safe and schools where every child could learn. We promoted a culture where our laws would be upheld, our heroes honored, our history preserved, and law-abiding citizens are never taken for granted. Americans should take tremendous satisfaction in all that we have achieved together. It's incredible. Now, as I leave the White House, I have been reflecting on the dangers that threaten the priceless inheritance we all share. As the world's most powerful nation, America faces constant threats and challenges from abroad. But the greatest danger we face is a loss of confidence in ourselves, a loss of confidence in our national greatness. A nation is only as strong as its spirit. We are only as dynamic as our pride. We are only as vibrant as the faith that beats in the hearts of our people. No nation can long thrive that loses faith in its own values, history, and heroes. For these are the very sources of our unity and our vitality. What has always allowed America to prevail in triumph over the great challenges of the past has been an unyielding and unashamed conviction in the nobility of our country and its unique purpose in history. We must never lose this conviction. We must never forsake our belief in America. The key to national greatness lies in sustaining and instilling our shared national identity. That means focusing on what we have in common, the heritage that we all share. At the center of this heritage is also a robust belief in free expression, free speech and open debate. Only if we forget who we are and how we got here could we ever allow political censorship and blacklisting to take place in America. It's not even thinkable. Shutting down free and open debate violates our core values and most enduring traditions. In America, we don't insist on absolute conformity or enforce rigid, orthodoxies and punitive speech codes. We just don't do that. America is not a timid nation of tame souls who need to be sheltered and protected from those with whom we disagree. That's not who we are. It will never be who we are. For nearly 250 years, in the face of every challenge, Americans have always summoned our unmatched courage, confidence, and fierce independence. These are the miraculous traits that once led millions of everyday citizens to set out across a wild continent and carve out a new life in the great west. It was the same profound love of our God-given freedom that willed our soldiers into battle and our astronauts into space. As I think back on the past four years, one image rises in my mind above all others. Whenever I traveled all along the motorcade route, there were thousands and thousands of people. They came out with their families so that they could stand as we passed and proudly wave our great American flag. It never failed to deeply move me. I knew that they did not just come out to show their support of me. They came out to show me their support and love for our country. This is a republic of proud citizens, are united by our common conviction that America is the greatest nation in all of history. We are and must always be a land of hope, of light, and of glory to all the world. This is the precious inheritance that we must safeguard at every single turn. For the past four years, I have worked to do just that. From a great hall of Muslim leaders in Riyadh to a great square of Polish people in Warsaw, From the floor of the Korean Assembly to the podium at the United Nations General Assembly, and from the Forbidden City in Beijing to the shadow of Mount Rushmore, I fought for you, I fought for your family, I fought for our country. Above all, I fought for America and all it stands for. And that is safe, strong, proud, and free. Now, as I prepare to hand power over to a new administration, at noon on Wednesday, I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. There's never been anything like it. The belief that a nation must serve its citizens will not dwindle, but instead only grow stronger by the day. As long as the American people hold in their hearts deep and devoted love of country, then there is nothing that this nation cannot achieve. Our communities will flourish. Our people will be prosperous. Our traditions will be cherished. Our faith will be strong. And our future will be brighter than ever before. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart, an optimistic spirit, and a supreme confidence that for our country and for our children... The best is yet to come. Thank you and farewell. God bless you. God bless the United States of America.
1: Q.fm on the app and rockoftalk.tv. 550, 50, a 50 a 500. The end of the one of the greatest eras in American history. 244 years. I will hopefully be here when 250 comes across us. And I have got some unbelievable news to share with you, which I have been waiting for. And I've known. And uh, this is why you guys uh, like this radio station, What I Do. And uh, what we have here, D. Dowd Muska, hour two, how are you? And I realize it is not uh, 5.05, it is 5.41. I wanted to let everybody know, as I told Dowd and, and Rudy, I actually literally started that speech at the exact time that the sun was setting Uh, with direct symbolism and uh, attribution uh, to our great forty-fifth president of the United States doubt.
2: And uh, one great American serenading uh, another uh, great American, Mr. Roy Orbison there. That was a nice little touch. Yeah,
1: that was good. Thanks to our good friend Brian for uh, helping put that together. As always, uh, the guy who designed our logo and uh, put it all together, how incredibly fitting uh, that is uh, here for this uh, radio station. And we enter and embark upon a new chapter as does our namesake of which has been uh... sort of heralding the top of the hour as we've said fox news ladies and gentlemen i present to you some incredible news that you are have all been wishing hoping praying and maybe there might be a little bit more good news tomorrow but don't keep your hopes up uh, hope is not a strategy and uh, it formerly was a little town in the state of Arkansas. So without further ado, let me uh, read this to you. Dowd, you're going to love this. (laughs) You guys are crying. You guys are upset. You guys are, you know.
2: It's a marathon, not a sprint, folks. A marathon, not a sprint.
5: Yeah.
1: Keep your,
2: uh, don't take counsel of your despair. Don't take counsel of your fear.
1: All right, if you're calling in, I'm going to take a break before I bring this in. And uh, here it is. I must feel like I need a drum entry. Can you, can you do that? We had a good broadcast today. today you sure know how back. to tease things,
4: Mr. Eric. Today was uh,
1: one, of the best, uh, one of the best broadcasts to start. I enjoyed the Crimson Tide and all of that stuff. i got to say that was really good. So this would be one of those ones that you definitely want to share with people for sure. Uh, and I'm going to say it one more time. I love my president. <coughs> Political editor... Chris Steyrwalt, who was part of the election team that called Arizona for Biden, alongside 20 other Fox News staffers and people who contributed to that night, all fired today. Wow! Steyrwalt, 45, who had been with the network for more than a decade, was part of Fox election night team. That correctly, that correctly, and this is this is really good. Um, uh, that correctly called Arizona for Joe Biden along before other networks in a move that infuriated Donald Trump and his supporters. In addition to Steyrwalt, at least 16 editorial staffers, Fox News Digital Department, all fired. Some of those staffers include editors, reporters who have been with Fox for more than a decade, and some too, according to the Daily Beast. Sources have described the Fox News layoffs as a bloodbath initiated by editor-in-chief Porter Berry who is a former Sean Hannity producer and appears intent on remolding the network to be more aligned with pro-Trump views and with Sean Hannity so we now know where the power lies mm-hmm. within Fox News mm-hmm. it is with two people actually three people it's with Laura, it's with Sean and it is with Tucker and uh, I'm going to add a fourth to that because I think he's going to take over and you've heard him this morning He's he's finally feeling more confident and that is uh, one, uh, Brian Kilmeade. Fisher was told all about call to call Rupert Murdoch, the owner of Fox News, and demand he rescind the Arizona decision. Murdoch refused. The decision to prevent pulling it was directly from Rupert Murdoch's son. So there you go. Jason Miller, another advisor, told by Trump to call Bill Salmon, a senior vice president and managing editor in Washington. Salmon told staffers he planned to retire. Trump supporters eventually started protesting outside polling booths in Arizona. When the Trump campaign initially threatened lawsuits in Arizona for the election, Starwalt had declared on air, Lawsuits, small suits. We haven't seen any evidence that there's anything wrong. Trump then told his followers to switch to Fox News, the fringe right-wing rivals, Newsmax, OAN. Network says the layoffs are part of a post-election restructuring. As we conclude the 2020 election cycle, Fox News has realigned its business and reporting structure to meet the demands on the new era. We are confident these changes will ensure the platform continues to deliver breakthrough reporting, insightful analysis surrounding major issues both stateside and abroad. Now, I want to tell everybody this is a civil war that has been going on in Fox News. I will tell you also that it is one in which I have been involved in to what degree I don't know but firing off no more than five letters out and standing behind our products and incre- it's great that I met with Brian Kilmead Had dinner with him at uh, Del Frisco's and did all that kind of stuff i think went some way towards kind of pushing it from the least the limited amount that the radio has any sort of leverage they laid capable people off who are actual journalists and not blind followers and others said it's essentially the final nail in the coffin or digital journalism at Fox. Meanwhile, one former staffer blamed the purge on Barry, former uh, Sean Hannity guy, saying he is threatened by experienced digital editors given his background in the broadcast. This is all Porter, both an ideological purge and a purge of people he was threatened by. Fox News Digital is reportedly set to announce a new leadership team in the coming weeks. It will also change the top of the hour Fox News as well. The news also came the day after it was reported that Bartiromo, Maria Bartiromo, was promoted to Trump's claim, who, ha- who has promoted Trump's claims that the election was stolen, will be given a trial at the channel's 7 p.m. prime time slot. So it could be Romo, Tucker, Hannity, Laura. Arch Romo, longtime business news anchor, has two different jobs at Fox News. One in the morning anchor for Fox Business, and another is the host of Sunday Morning Features, which is Sunday Morning Futures. She's being considered alongside Katie Pavlich, Rachel campos duffy Godno, and former Representative Trey Gowdy and frequent guest Mark Stein. Ratings for Fox News have topped all news and basic cable channels for a fifth straight year until November. Nielsen data released the end of December showed that they have plunged to third. The network averaged 1.9 billion, million viewers per day and 3.6 million in primetime record levels for cable's news channels. But then Newsmax audience jumped after the election based upon Fox's uh, uh, blowback. In November, Newsmax primetime ratings peaked to 495,000 on average, slipping to 391 in early December. OAN pulled its highest ratings ever in 2020. Charles Herring in it via email. Viewership surged by more than 40% in the fourth quarter compared to the third quarter. So, for the, oh my gosh, look what I have. I can't even look at the picture I have on the front of my phone. Do you guys see that? Yeah. Who's that a picture of? Looks like the big man himself. That's right, Donald Trump right there pointing. It looks like he's pointing at me. <laughs> so I, I actually do a lot of things based upon signs and symbols and things that I get, so... Um, There you go. So, uh, a lot of people listening, watching uh, very quickly. The app is abq.fm. Also, rockoftalk.com. You can listen to us at AM 1600 KIVA. We've got two two brand new channels to reveal to you that will be coming next Friday. We'll we'll announce it next Thursday night, but uh, firm on next Friday, so we'll be uh... lit and activated and then uh...
0: that's awesome
1: as i told you when did i when did i put uh, go back and look at my facebook uh... would you doubt okay. i put two one two one and i think i posted that on i want to say like a week before christmas i want to say two one two one you know a lot of people think that i reveal so much because i talk so much and i do all these things but you know the, the god's honest answers i don't so uh... doubts going to go and find that uh... That post uh you are welcome to call in at uh 550-5500 we're gonna get a quick check on weather and traffic and then we're gonna go directly into uh a few phone calls and uh, your text 549 here in the kiva let's go rudy
0: all right let's put things together starting with the weather that means it's really cold and i think you already knew that because you just feel it look at that santa fe 27 degrees it's 35 in martinez town and thirty-eight here at the Rock of Talk. Traffic-wise, no major delays anywhere right now. I will tell you. Don't forget the construction. We need to know this going and coming on Gibson Eastbound I twenty-five to Yale. Left two lanes are closed. And up ahead on Gibson Eastbound at University, the right lane is closed. Westbound uh, University to Yale, the left lane is closed there. So whether you're going to the base, whether you're going to the VA, wherever you're going. It's going to be a little bit of a test of patience for you. Other than that, still moving pretty well across the Paseo Bridge. Nothing that I can see right at the moment. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Spring at Salon Helena. They are on Manal, just west of Wyoming. And this is a place that really has got the new year started well for you. You've got canyon water. You knew about that. It's alkaline water. If you change your water, you're going to change your life. But they have that salt room, and that is perfect right now, especially... Those of you who have some of those allergies and things that are going around, you got to go 20 minutes in that salt room, and you're going to find an amazing difference. Live spring at Salon Helena on Manal, just west of Wyoming. With that, we're up to date. Now let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk.
1: Five fifty one. Good job, Rudy. We'll get to your uh, calls and uh, texts. You can see Rudy and uh, and Dowd working hard right there.
2: Uh, 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 December thirty first at seven thirty a.m. You posted two
1: period one period two one. There you go. And the next day, the FM was off. And the next day, well, (laughs) don't try to move on me. (laughs) I know what you're doing. Way ahead of you. How far do you think I'm ahead of you right now, Dad? I don't even know. Probably not very far. Dad's the smartest guy I know. You know what? You want to know how to be smart? I'll give you a little secret. The same secret that uh, Donald Trump uses. Find people who are smarter than you and surround yourself with them. And the only thing you have to judge is their loyalty. Most important thing, what's your favorite animal dog? I mean, uh, what's your favorite animal dog? <laughs> I just give you the answer. It's a dog. Yes. I do I love my dogs. Anybody who loves dogs, seriously, good people. You know who can judge good people? Dogs. <laughs>
7: very. They're very good. <laughs> they're the only ones. Callie in the Kiva. Go ahead. Eddie, um, uh, fantastic uh, show. Um, thank you so much for playing that speech. Um, I have kind. Of, I'm, I'm just a simple man. I'm going to make a simple comment and okay. uh, and um, I. Uh, I, I know that it, uh, you know, I, I don't have anything really profound to say tonight, but um, what, what I want to say is, after, or anybody that could have uh, listened to that, that, his farewell speech and uh, voted for Biden, they must be saying to themselves, how, how could I do that? And um, I don't, I'm just at a loss. I'm like, My God, we let the best thing we had go. Yeah. And uh, I'm really bothered. It's going
1: to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, somebody wrote me something uh, earlier, I think yesterday, about uh, Trump. What's your name, sir? Robert. Robert? Yeah, this low tech, Robert. You
7: know.
1: All right. So I'm going to say something. Somebody was talking to me about uh, burning out and fading away and then, you know, the way Trump should go out, and I talked about it yesterday. Trump's not coming back. Do not get it in your head in any way, shape, or form that Trump will ever even step foot maybe in Washington, D.C. again. I doubt he'll ever go back. You're not going to see him get behind, endorse any candidates. You're not going to see him do anything else. Donald Trump deserves... And if you notice, what is the one thing you may have noticed in all of that? What is the thing that you learned and and noticed in all of that speech? I learned one thing. One thing from that speech. I learned who the most important person in the world is to him. And I immediately, like, boom. There it is. First person he mentions is Barron. Did you notice that? Did anybody else notice that? Who has this presidency been hardest on? Would you say it's been hardest on Melania? Would you say it's been hardest on Ivanka, his families, his boys? You know who this uh, presidency has been hardest on? is a 13-year-old boy who uh, can't even start to begin to understand about how much he loves his father and how much the world hates his father. The only thing I can think of is Barron. How tall is Baron? Is he 6'7 now? Huge. I love that kid. I like absolutely I see him. It's like Charlie Woods. Why do I love Tiger Woods so much now? I don't I don't love Tiger Woods. I love Charlie Woods. What I like about Tom Brady the other night, I'm gonna say it again. Tom Brady playing with Drew Brees' kids. Passing the torch. Handing it off to another generation. Dad was like yammering in the in, in, in the kiva between breaks here and and he had some really choice things to say and you know they may have been harsh but they're spot on he's like yeah these uh, these people they're still going to have uh, who did you call them they're still going to have this debt they're still going to have these things <laughs> well, tomorrow's going to yes, come yes. they were wishing that everything would be better with a wave <clears throat> of a magic wand but their lives are still going to suck they're still going to have this debt they're still going to be this in this situation and they're going to be still completely filled with hate Donald Trump is going back to a country that loves him, to a family that wants him, to a wife that needs him, and to people who will forever remember the greatest period in this country. Those four years that we have. I've been around for a while, 45 years. Isn't it all about handing off the world better off than we got it? I'm emotional like you are. I'm upset like you are. But we are going to get up tomorrow. We're going to make ourselves some coffee. And we're going to do the things that we need to do to go ahead and get through the next day. And we're going to put one foot in front of the other. We're going to take the next step. We're going to do the next thing. And we're going to remember the lessons that we learned. And we're not going to go back to that media. We're not going to go back to those people who mistreated us. We're not going to put our trust in people who we know don't have our best interests in mind. We're going to detach. We're going to move. We're going to get away from that. Donald Trump did not need to do this job. Do you realize that? You know what sacrifice is? Somebody going in to do something that they didn't even need to do in the first place. His wealth, his health, his honor. The man has been drugged through the mud in every way, shape, and form unnecessarily I've related him to Jesus Christ in that regard not worship, I don't have hero worship for Donald Trump, if I were to sit across from him I'd realize he's human and be much different than my own personal relationship with Jesus Christ, wouldn't it that's what you guys try to think, we're part of some sort of cult part of some sort of group, you know what you guys didn't take down Donald Trump you took down what Donald Trump represented and you continue to do it to this day You're taking down his followers, the things that he believed in. The ruinous part of that, this country, is exactly what I'm going to be playing here before the, or right after the top of the hour, what I play every single day. Rudy, you've been with me for how long? Ten years. And Rudy, I've been playing the same thing, and the very first thing I put on the radio station besides, yes, Alex Jones, and besides Michael Savage, and I would have put Rush Limbaugh, was he available? was the man himself. Who is the greatest broadcaster to ever walk this earth? No, you Dodger fans, do not say Vin Scully. Rudy, come on, Rudy.
0: Oh, Rush.
1: No, no. Rudy, come on, Rudy. You're still missing it. Ph, I know. ph. Come on. The rest of the story. The rest of the story... Come on, Rudy. I can't
6: think
0: of his name. I, I can see him. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey, that's right. I just couldn't think of his name. Do you guys remember that?
1: Paul Harvey? Let's start the top of the hour with that, and then we'll continue and open it up and turn the page and uh, move forward. And uh, you heard the president. is going to do everything he possibly can to uh, get behind, and he used the word luck. That Does was anybody, interesting. Do you know anybody know what the word luck means?
2: Uh, when uh, was it preparation meets opportunity? There you go. Oh, man.
1: My favorite. All right, let's do the top of the hour. Uh, let's do the top of the hour like we do at noon and midnight every day here on this great radio station. We may not have sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue, but you guys have sixteen hundred KIVA. You're listening to Fox News ABQ FM K two two nine CL ninety three point seven FM and AM sixteen hundred KIVA Albuquerque.
10: the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide them that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our father, which in Washington, If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect the discipline emotions. Just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches I would substitute psychology for religion. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I could kill the incentive of the ambitious. What'll you bet? I could get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing.
6: Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skincare with our signature Solatone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout.
4: And this is Deb light from Tan Rio West Side. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions.
7: You can reach us at eight nine six zero five eight six at the salon, or call Deb at Tan Rio nine nine four two three nine zero. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico.
4: Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year?
5: If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. Visit crowaboutmoney.com.
0: Raw Greens on San Mateo, north of Manal. Come into Raw Greens. All natural CBD and health products for anxiety, stress, sore muscles. Raw Greens topical creams, tinctures, and pet products. Raw Greens online. CBD.ThePlaceILike.com This Christmas, unlike any before, have you heard the message? Hear it on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Hear the message and then share by text with every friend on your mobile device. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com pass it on.
2: Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a
4: property manager... Winter is here, and the real estate market in New Mexico is different than past years. Hello, this is Tracy Venturi with Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty.
5: And this is Tico Venturi.
4: If you're thinking of selling, let's talk about the reasons to sell now.
5: There are a lot of unknowns going into 2021 for real estate. What's certain right now, buyer demand is very strong.
0: Veterans Dentist in Albuquerque call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. Vets need a dentist that can meet their needs. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. Don't get caught unprepared
2: to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com 312-0065. 312-0065.
1: FM. K two two nine C L ninety three point seven FM. And AM sixteen hundred K I V A Albuquerque.
0: All right, as we put things together, we're going to start with the weather. The cold that we have tonight, the slight chance of snow. Looks like that's diminishing, but tomorrow we're going to be up towards fifty once again and heading into a pretty nice weekend at the Santana Star now. 36 35 at the VA Hospital and 38 here at the Rock of Talk. Little snug on uh, san mateo as you're making your way southbound towards academy and then academy things will uh, improve once you get beyond seagull street there you'll also find a little bit of a slow pattern developing on montgomery for the westbound trip between san pedro out to san mateo this traffic port brought to you by taco tote on central across from the historic highland theater while it's enjoy takeout time right now until they can open up the restaurant and the governor lets everything start happening again no doubt you cannot get chicharrones over there because <laughs> it's all grilled meat. And this is what you get, this family of five meal deal. Ready for this? One and a half pounds of meat, and that's top sirloin, grilled chicken, pork adavada, beef steak, and barbacoa. You pick it, and then you get 12 fresh handmade tortillas, flour or corn, rice, beans, cheese, chips, and salsa. Go find this deal and enjoy takeout. You go to com for taco torte. All right. We're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk.
1: 606 in the 505 with more. 411 here for your third hour. It's actually 614 here on AM 1600 KIBA On the app, ABQ.FM. On your TV, rockoftalk.tv. And uh, Rudy's got a nice little ad as well that he's running at 1ABQ.com. So you can check that out as well. Uh, I literally gave uh, Tim Keller... Uh, all the information for 1ABQ. But we move on. Uh, nothing to speak about. Uh, again, when it comes to this, we'll make sure that our elections are fair, uh, that we will be more resilient, and uh, that we will invent our... and chart our own paths. We have certainly done that here in the Kiva. Uh, we can't be censored, put down, shut up, or empty any other thing uh, that is out there. They will certainly try. But uh, our servers uh, for our app are in greece our internet servers are in the uk and our servers for our television are in canada blame canada you've of course seen that right yes Uh, of course (laughs) the muska our the only thing that got
2: me through 2020 south park (laughs) yeah it was pretty
1: good have you got through all of it (laughs)
2: yeah fine finally wrapped up the pandemic special a couple nights ago
1: okay great i gotta, gotta catch up with that love to get your insight to that and i think you know what getting your insight on cultural things which might seem sort of out of your wheelhouse would be entirely funny, I should uh, say that, because I think you would have uh, a certain level of insensitivity uh, that would, I think, uh, bring people to their knees in terms of humor and various other things. You might not find them funny. You would might find them ironic or, or, or sarcastic yeah, or things yeah. like that, but I think the fact that you'd have such an incredibly dry delivery uh, would make people just like, man, he just runs through that. I would... Uh, I would um, uh, sort of relate to you to like Ben Shapiro only with uh, better observational humor. Uh, the <laughs> bad part about uh, Shapiro is he laughs at his own jokes hmm. incessantly. <laughs> and he starts making these fake names like, no, no, that's not funny. Yeah. When, when you laugh don't don't carry around your own laugh track, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah, probably. yeah, you yeah. definitely, I don't want to do that. They do that, do that at the other uh, the big stick, the radio station uh, over there. Uh, so we have moved on, we've moved ahead. I will have the coverage for the inaugural tomorrow. I uh, might do it uh, Mystery Science 3000 style. Live commentary. May, yeah, I think we might uh, jump in on that and uh, see what uh, we can possibly find. I think that would be interesting. But it is, oh, folks, life moves on. Obladi, oh, oblada, oh, you know. It was a great great show back in the day. What was the Corky uh, and yeah. Life Goes On?
7: Remember that? Life Goes
1: On. Yeah, Corky. So, yeah. what, what happened I, like, to Corky? We don't yeah. Well, you never find out what happens, Just like Which know. reminds me
7: of
0: South Park.
1: Um,
7: <laughs> Parker and that Stone.
0: The guy is always on the mark, but the one, the one guy, Parker and true.
2: Stone are so they they don't care about being sensitive. They don't care who hates them. They don't they uh yeah. there are a number of disabled characters on that show which they <laughs> make fun of the way yeah. they make fun of everybody, the adults and Hollywood and I mean they just no one is safe. In South Park, Colorado, and that's why it's a brilliant, brilliant entertainment product.
1: Is South Park, uh, Colorado, actually a place? I don't imagine that. I don't think so. Yeah, so. there's a
2: city and a county, and it, it's, it's just it, outside you
1: know. of Denver. We know yes. that much. Yep. So yep. All we know is that South Park is is uh, and did it happen before or after Columbine?
4: Oh boy, I think, I
1: think it started before. I'll check the date.
2: Just
7: like maybe yeah. a
1: few weeks before. It, it was started. it was very close. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, sort of coming uh, a, a, out of that. Okay, so let's move forward. We have the state legislature. Let's find the uh, bad people who are going to ruin your life in New Mexico if you let them. (laughs) They've got a lot of bad ideas, folks. Make no mistake about it. Um, First off, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Coy Griffin once again. Uh, He's now held without bond, uh, detained indefinitely. Is that what I'm hearing now? And he is in Washington, D.C., the defendant has taken nothing off the table in pursuit of his alms to ensure Biden will never be president. What exactly is Coy going to do? I think I see him have—he's basically hugged every sheriff there is. Uh, I know uh, Yvette Harrell isn't doing too well with uh, saying that the Cowboys for Trump was her best endorsement. Did wow. you did you see that? Yeah, that was her best endorsement. It was stated. Uh, there is no links. That four seven thirteen, the Albuquerque Journal will go to to unearth anything they can to slander, slay any conservative, any Trump supporter, and I would say as long as the Republicans play nice, they won't write anything negative about him. I can I'm only imagine I'm trying to imagine what they might write about me in my pursuit for CD one. Should Biden take the oath tomorrow?
2: It will be interesting. Won't it? uh, it's going
1: to be like. It's going to be national news. We know Talk that. radio bomb thrower. Eddie Aragon <laughs> muscles his way into I can just the political process. Like, uh, they won't do any in-depth about me. They won't go back to the things that I'd done back uh, when I was 17, 18 years old. They won't go back to my time at the University of New Mexico. They'll, they'll, they won't look at any of the civic things and the people that I've been involved with. I mean, if you go back and you try to take me down, you'll be taking down a lot of Democrats with you. Uh, So that's just something for you guys to all prepare about. And, uh, you know, I've been a conservative since uh, 2003, 2004. The problem with politics is politics. Uh, New Mexico has that classic, uh, what is it, uh, lobsters in the pail, in the bucket, crabs in the bucket.
2: Uh, Oh, pulling down, yes. Pulling each other down. Keep anyone Uh, from getting uh, out.
1: And, you know, it's kind of funny because a lot of the... uh, uh, scuttlebutt that's coming out is saying, well, maybe it's finally Eddie did finally gets his turn at uh, running for something. Oh, I i wasn't waiting for my turn. I'm I'm not waiting for my turn. So if you think I'm waiting for my turn, I'm going to run you over.
2: Barack Obama didn't wait for his turn.
1: He went <laughs> right at <laughs> Hillary 2008. We're not, we're not waiting for any of that stuff. Uh, in terms of the greatest grassroots, anything that's been done in this state, uh, I doubt anyone's done anything better than what I've done over the last couple of years on uh, three different fronts. So uh, I'm not waiting my turn any longer, and I don't need permission of the party people uh, out there. We can uh, put everything together in uh, pretty short order. So one Coy Griffin, I think he, what did he have? He had something incredible. 80,000, 90,000 Twitter followers, a lot of people on Facebook. I had him one time on the air, and then gone. That's it. He relied on social media, had all his pictures out there. And you know what is he actually getting criminalized for? Essentially pushing his name with Trump, meeting the president, and then riding on horses at various places and having a no-holds-barred approach to his commentary, which is his First Amendment rights. Now, I'm not defending him and what he said because I think there was better ways to tactfully phrase and push things, but never a wordsmith. Coy Griffin went out there and said what was on his mind, spoke his spoke his mind. you got to speak your mind, son. And he went out there, and he did it, and there you go. Uh, Bob's your uncle, and the liberal media lines up to take their uh, uh, ceremonial uh, best shot at each of them, even the AP uh, taking their best shot. So um, they also go after his character, but they're also going after him personally. Uh, They wrote, and I quote, The defendant has no established profession. (laughs) That (laughs) describes a lot of us. (laughs) Uh, what about Melanie Sandsbury, who's a quote-unquote consultant? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. People just ask you your opinion. Is that, is that a profession? Whether as a cowboy, cowboy actor, restaurateur, or otherwise.
7: What is going
1: on? Why would they put restaurateur? In there? Because <laughs> that's the Department of Justice. That's the FBI. Yeah. You know who doesn't have a profession? FBI agents. You know who doesn't have a profession? CIA agents. That's who doesn't have a profession. The deep state generally doesn't. They can be whatever you want them to be. But what they are is they are the ultimate protectors of the establishment, the largest enemies of freedom, and people who are up in your business. They know way more than you would like them to know, and they are in bed with the Facebooks, the Instagrams, and the Twitters of the world. So uh, we'll put a rest in peace on uh, young Coy Griffin. Uh, We certainly hope that he gets to establish a great... um, relationship with his children, which is the only thing I can think of in all this. I'm only thinking of of that, but no doubt I believe his ex-wife will likely possibly use that against him, but I can I pray for, for Coy. Uh I only wish that the people who took the time to ride his horses, take pictures with him, and did everything possible would take this time to go ahead and stand by him as much as they possibly can and realize what is being done to him is nothing uh, uh, short of character assassination. Uh, well, and, and would you guilt, agree with that? Guilt by association. I mean,
2: I met Coy Griffin in the uh, summer of 2019. I was given a, uh, a presentation on a legislative session down in Tularosa. Tularosa? Uh, consummate gentleman to me uh, slapped me on the back at the end, said, you know, it's a great presentation. we were sort of going out into the, dry, the, the parking lot. And super nice guy asked, I think he asked a couple of questions. So I guess guilt by association. Or can I wait? Can I, should I await my charges next? I
1: mean, yeah, know, we're sort of we're... at that point. Uh, uh, make no mistake about it; uh, it really is sad, But there you go. What are we gonna? What are we gonna do? Five fifty, fifty five hundred, and uh, you know, you just gotta what keep fighting. That's really the the big thing in in all this. All right, let's get back to uh, more of the action. Other stories coming in. We talked about the homicide, the remote legislative session. Uh, a lot of those restaurants they do quite well. Uh, a lot of those big ticket items for those uh, big hat. Uh, <laughs> A big hat, no horse, uh, cow, a crowd that's up there in Santa Fe. But the hospitality uh, industry up in Santa Fe is absolutely being decimated. The roundhouse closed off. I think it's double barricaded and secure, securitized with all the, uh, it's funny how they're using the, the quote-unquote, as uh, Sean Willoughby calls them, the angels in black. Is that what they're called? <laughs> the, the Our angels in black showed up. I, I can tell you the state police is anything uh, but Angelica these days. They are the absolute henchmen and with the appropriate uh, attire of uh, none other than Michelle Lujan Grisham. Uh, They take people out of restaurants, they shut down uh, various businesses out of code, and uh, they do everything that the governor tells them to do. So, um, that is, uh, they are serving at her pleasure, of course, and her edicts are not law, they're exactly that, they're edicts, but that abuse of power has really escalated, and people aren't liking that, but uh, they're basically guarding the legislature uh, at this time and nobody is really willing to uh, step out of line down. Yeah, and uh, just this one statistic from this B&B uh, Pueblo Bonito, uh, they've lost a
2: third of our of their entire inventory for the entire 60-day session because they all canceled. They had to it's all virtual. So, um yeah, <laughs> you know, we, none of us are fans of the legislature or most of the legislators who go to the legislature, but uh, you know, these businesses are uh, I might say taking it in the shorts, uh, another uh, uh, we
1: got to have every day when someone says that we got to have like a you know what is the the clap or something online. That's <laughs> <laughs> Take it in the shorts. Uh, but if you're yeah. a big liberal folks
2: and you th- and you you don't care about this, you know, you support your MLG, your your governor. Think of all the lodgers tax in uh, revenue that's not going to come into the city of Santa Ooh. Fe. So come at it from the revenue perspective, and maybe you might agree with us, huh? Maybe,
1: maybe. Five fifty, fifty five hundred caller, go ahead. Eddie, hey. yes. David, down in Valencia. David, down in Valencia. What's going on down in Valencia, bro?
7: Well, I'd like to tell you, I don't think you should run for CD1. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah, I, I, wish, I, you I, run. I wish you got I, a decision think, in that, but uh, there you go. Well, I, 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 my opinion is you should run for governor and start your campaign now and representing all of us who've been destroyed by the governor because obviously a congressperson has no uh, jurisdiction over that. Well, we'll see where, uh, you
1: know, you ever watch sort of a rock tumble down the the cliff, you know, and you drop it down and you hope that it makes it down to the bottom. It's eventually all going to make its destination, but the rock doesn't have control where it goes. The laws of gravity and uh, a whim of where you hope it goes uh, is only where it can, but I know that I'm the man at this time to run for that seat in this uh, opportunity, and uh, if it doesn't go well, uh, they'll put me in the right place to be. And nonetheless, I don't have to worry about getting a job. I've got one each and every day right here. So I'm not worried about being gainfully employed. I'm not worried about any of that. Uh, We're busy enough. So if there was somebody else that was more confident who could run for the seat, but this is the chance to turn the state red. Uh, Do you even know what I'm talking about with regards to turning the state red?
7: Yes, I absolutely do. Okay, explain uh, it to me then. Well, uh, us down here in Valencia County
1: don't get to vote for you. And oh, that's uh, okay. Don't uh, worry. There's some and, people uh, in Valencia County that do. I think there's about 4,000 people roughly. You can check the the stats on that. I think there's, uh a few, what, maybe 3,000 in Torrance, maybe 1,200 in Santa Fe County, and about 4,000 in a sliver of uh, Valencia County, and then everything else is Bernalillo County. And I believe there's right. a, just a little bit, a wee little bit, Bernalillo County, uh, or excuse me, um, Sandoval County, maybe a 1,000 in Sandoval County, uh, maybe. I think you can look it up on uh, Ballotopedia, doubt if you yep. go and you yep. look yep. at that. At right and I think it'll give you a smattering of like, sort of what it is. And Michelle Garcia-Home is <coughs> one of those little counties outside, but really what matters is where I broadcast, and that's in Bernalillo County. And uh, And as a former democrat uh hispanic and uh somebody who cares deeply about the state of new mexico i think i would uh, easily be the best representative especially against a carpetbagger like uh melanie stansbury uh ivy league educated parents live in uh maryland or, or antony de lopez who i have been on not one but two panels on in uh that in focus group so yeah i'm going to keep it right here david i appreciate the input and i'll take you up on my next political advisement how'd that be
7: That'd be great. I think I'd be. Uh, but I still think you'd be one half of a governor.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I think there's other men up there for the job, but the time is now, and the race is uh, also now. So that's uh, my focus. And don't worry, and David. We'll regardless of
2: CD one, Eddie will still be eligible to run for governor in 2022. So yeah, but I, they're uh, not mutually exclusive if it comes to that. I don't know.
1: feel anything calling me into that direction. I can tell you that much right now. Um, my focus is, you know, the radio station and this race. This is a rare race. Oh, uh, there's nobody who's better geared and more suited uh, to win this race uh, than me against the Democrats. That much I can tell well, you. Well, it
2: is a very interesting district. You almost go all the way to Guadalupe County, one of my, one of my favorite. Just just yeah. stop short, but you know, obviously, it's the population-wise, it's majority Metro Albuquerque. But you have that that southeastern chunk that that is you know fairly significant in
1: this district. So, yeah, so whether, rules, I, whether I win it from one angle or another. What will inevitably happen is they will start immediately trying to primary me within the party, and they will be gearing up outside of the party. So in terms of uh, taking all the arrows on uh, from your opponents, I mean, I will be literally uh, target number one. going to be hard to do, though, once you kind of, uh, you know, get on that... Get on that steed, if you will. uh, Well, the establishment in this state, the Republican Party, has such
2: tremendous credibility given its massive success in recent decades. They've only been failing for the last
1: 90 years. And they are absolutely hell-bent on failing. Uh, The old, uh, I should say, the current uh, BC GOP chairwoman who's there, remember, uh, they lost two races. Uh, Julie Wright, terrible, terrible candidate. Uh, She has effectively done nothing apologized uh... for nothing and then uh, basically enabled incompetence uh... has done everything that she possibly can i think to you know blockade that one other side of the party has been completely and totally ineffective in dealing with uh... the state of new mexico republican party and then she called uh, trump supporters nazis along well i shouldn't say she called them it wasn't her who called them it was jeff in an email uh... who is the executive director mm-hmm. uh, And it's really hilarious because he's like sitting there shooting me emails, well, you're going to need the database. I'm like, dude, you're baiting me. Uh, and trust me, I'm already way ahead of you. I don't need anything that you're going to try and send me for that. You know, the people of Albuquerque itself need representation. To have a woman who lost, uh, I don't know, is it $4 million or $14 million? Rudy out of Laguna Acoma? 23. 23 million, whatever. Well, now is the Secretary of the Interior. I mean, these people are not loaded for bear. And you've got to be ready, be willing to fight each and every single day. And just look at our poor, decimated city, our county, and our district uh, here in in this area. And you know, we are right for we're right for regime change. You know, we gonna say something like that. But I, I think it would. Uh, you know, I'm not even thinking about the local stuff so much hmm. as to how it would impact everything uh, going into 2022 uh, for the Republicans and the conservatives who are wanting to take back this. This country and uh, the ability to, to do what I do here on a daily basis uh, won't be compromised. Um, and if anybody who is competing against me for any one of these primaries, of which there's not a primary because it'll all be in the party, because it's I think the Democrats have like 200 people who are basically going to be selecting it. It's going to come down to Stansbury, Cedeño Lopez, and then they have McGinn and some other guy who's uh, a staffer for. And then the uh, Native American. I believe she's also from Laguna Acoma. Is that my incorrect in saying that, Rudy?
0: I'm not positive, but I think you're right.
1: Yeah. So I, th- so I think they got five. So they're going to figure out uh, to kind of uh, way to cut it out five ways. And then on the Republican side of things, you know, who knows who they're going to do? But they're definitely going to go ahead and do everything they can to go at full bore. I'm waiting for the full bore ad hominem. Oh and yeah. And then I just coming. Yeah, then we'll just make it rain, which is a lot of fun. So You,
2: you said something weeks ago that did, yeah. that did not register with me at the time because I'm doing show notes and I'm doing other things and Rudy's always, you know, bothering me. Um, it's me. Uh, you said that, you know, the Revival Republican Party, yeah. did, that, did that sarcasm pick up? That was not literal. <laughs> if, if I ever insulted Rudy, people, I'd, people would be waiting for me outside to, to beat me. Um, Revival Republican Party in New Mexico begins in Albuquerque. And yeah. You know, it's the population center, and if that party has just seated, uh you know, a, a metro area of, what, six or seven hundred thousand people, you're, again, you're not a viable, you're barely the second party in the state. So, um, the idea of just barely. shoring up the rules, okay, but, you know, to just surrender and walk away from the major metro in this state, uh, it's got to begin in Albuquerque. Where else would it begin? The so, only question so.
0: I would have is, define if. It's not if. They have. They have ceded this county For at least five, I'm sorry, six years. Mm -hmm. This county is, like you said, the most populated in the state. If we could get the right people running this, all of a sudden Steve Pierce might be able to spell Bernalillo knowing that it's two L's.
1: Alright, there's there's Rudy's uh, rant for the day. So oh. I don't know. I never know where Rudy's going with stuff.
4: It just like, gets me crazy Rudy, Rudy, sometimes.
1: Rudy, Rudy start Anyway, we're not going to uh, focus on that, but th- there you go, Rudy. I love it. Rudy doing the uh, old-time talk radio. Gotta love that. Uh, <laughs> so, currently our radio station has a coverage area of about 800,000 people. Uh, I'm looking at, you know, Actually, I think it's like closer to nine hundred thousand. And I just did a population study of like our new coverage area of where we'll be, and we're going to be covering one point four one million people, which is three quarters of the state of New Mexico. So when it comes to twenty twenty two, and it covers all the other stuff, and we're not even covering the TV and the internet, you know, in terms of getting our message out, like it's going to be pretty hard to work against that in terms of what we're doing, hitting communities that are you know good communities, solid communities. And uh, need to be changed around, but a lot of people have been sort of funneled with one type of thinking. And the people, the establishment, and the radio establishment, and TV establishment, and newspapers and media have really been pretty happy as long as they're sort of like top of their little little sandhill. There's a reason why we've had 90 years of uh, Democrat domination. It's because it's been the great enablers in the media. So uh, you make that on a more national level out and what happened with the takedown of donald trump if you're really looking at it it was the media who ganged up on donald trump when you look at the way that donald trump was brought down it was the confluence of every media organization pitching their narrative and news, and entertainment, news and entertainment, news and yeah. entertainment. Well, media. Yeah, <laughs> because there was the boycotts there was the shutdowns hollywood nba nfl comedy uh, was there, what, what's comedy does anybody know what's comedy anymore it's it's nobody any knows what comedy is anymore I mean if you notice those late night guys I literally would love to take on Jimmy Fallon's job do you realize Like, I that is the, I, I can't believe he even gets paid to do that work I look at that and I'm like somebody gets paid to do what he does like hang out, uh, essentially in his underwear, telling himself jokes that are completely... Written by 27 other writers. Yeah, totally unfunny. And we do everything either off the cuff, uh, with a lot of preparation, a lot of reading. And can you imagine that? You don't need to pay anybody. To, I'll, I'll to do what do he that. does for half the price, Ben, B.C. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it for one one-hundredth of the price. It's just it's amazing what passes uh, for uh, political commentary entertainment. But you have to understand, this is all just like the end of uh, Gladiator. Bread and Circuses. We're going to have a 100 days of, of people battling it out. We're going to have people who are going to be distracted and people who are going to yeah, we're going to gang up and we're going to feel better. That doesn't improve the uh, the lot of this country. And I will tell you, the blowback that's coming, particularly from churches and the people who go to church and the people who are, uh, like I said, the, the people of faith are going to be the people who are going to be rebuilding the state and people who are going to rebuild this country. Make no mistake about it. Without the people of faith, you have nothing. You don't have... Nada, zip, zilch. You can't get anywhere without those people of faith. And I think it's so incredibly important uh, that we start to talk about our faith more and more. Because, uh, you know, I I was just reading about Our Lady of Guadalupe. Uh, Rudy, you'd be so incredibly proud of me. Uh, Between the frame that was uh, sifted underneath our door and thinking about bringing Guadalupe here. And you just mentioned Guadalupe, uh, Dowd. Uh, 1531, December 12th, they made their way up the river. They came here. They established that. Uh, from Cortez in 1519 all the way up to uh, 1693 with my family, 300 and whatever that is, 23 years or 327 years uh, ago, we came here to uh, take this place for Jesus Christ and proselytize. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's civilization and order and worship here because of that. And there is a, I don't want to call them heathens, but there's a whole other group that, that's here that doesn't want to see any of that. And uh, mind you, uh, we've got Dowd here, who is, uh, you're agnostic? No, I'm full of Yeah, know. yeah. Sorry. But
2: I, I will tell you this, and I, I, we're, I know we're running out of time. When you, when you talk about faith, how, sure. about, how about, just very quickly, how about an example of a kid who probably could have benefited from being raised in a faith-based household? Um, Harry Brandt, uh, a, uh, the son of Stephanie Seymour and the billionaire father, uh, Peter Brandt. Uh, just, okay. He just died of an overdose. I just know this because I live in Greenwich, Connecticut, and I used to read the Greenwich, Connecticut paper. Um, He was an androgynous model. Uh, He said, quote, the gender lines are starting to blur again, which is really, really great. Uh, He worked for Estee Lauder because my mom worked for Estee Lauder, and I first started to play with her makeup and definitely was interested in my mother's style. Uh, He was a socialite, an androgynous, genderless model, and he was friends with celebrities like Kendall Jenner, Bella Thorne, Bella Hadid, and Joan Smalls, and I couldn't help Eddie reading this article this morning. Of thinking about my seventeen-year-old nephew, yeah. tight, you know, Catholic family, the two boys that you are raising, who are not playing with Mama's makeup and, and dreaming of being a, a androgynous model, uh, and are not going to die of over- drug overdoses at age twenty-four. um You talk about the people of faith. You know, I'm, I'm not a person of faith. Would you rather have a child? Would you rather be raised in a family of faith? Or would you rather be raised in a Stephanie Seymour, Peter Brandt household where you overdose on drugs at 24 while you're being an androgynous
1: model? I mean... So, uh, one thing I could say about that, and I think it's immediately, um, you know, impressed upon you, Dow, that you can imagine the formative years of a... Child And as we all know, the formative years uh, truly are 0 to 23 when the brain is fully formed. But if you're thinking about the most important years of any child's life, they uh, generally happen between the ages of 2 to 6 uh, for any child. So the ch- child needs to be loved, secured, uh, nurtured, be presented with you know uh, both sides, uh, obviously male and female, and know that he's not neglected and that his... his Parentals, if you will, if you want to put it in the most secular way possible, have a sense of purpose in life. And I can only imagine it, it was immediately impressed upon you that as you're reading about this, that how many hours did this, this boy spend alone hanging out with housekeepers, nannies, Everybody else who are reaffirming various versions uh, about him and telling him how great his parents were, and he probably could never even make any sort of relation uh, or any real connection between him and his parents, between being hooked on drugs, Hollywood fame, or whatever else. Often posted life.
2: lavish nights out, pictures of his lavish nights out with Hollywood's coolest it girls on his Instagram account. That's an
1: idea of what he thought his parents right. were and who yep. he wanted him to be, yep. but never any real sense and um, you know uh, of real value. That's there. So this is what happens. This is uh, a sad story. I'm sorry I did not uh, hear that uh, in our show notes. It'll be in there tonight. Oh my gosh, that is uh, tough. Any 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 child under the age of 30, and really, I think anybody. You know, I think of children. I'm not kidding. Like. I think, if children, I think anybody under the age of 35, you know, at that point. Because I remember what I was like at 35 and where your head's at. Things really start to slow for you and go into a different way because you have to have a number of failures earlier on in your career. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that's also part of the adolescence, if you will. But you notice that there is a definite, a definitive difference between 35 to 55. There is a, you know, your highest earning years are, of course, from... You know right around 45 uh, to about 60 Uh, that's really important uh, to to note so you know these stages in life and i don't even know that he was ever really afforded those early formative years uh, two to six uh, during that time and probably had an adolescent where he was uh, probably um tutored at home with one or two people likely one of the two professionals took advantage of him at some point. So he may have been uh, subject to sexual and or mental abuse at some point, so never had a chance. Could have, your family could
2: have shifted up I-91, I-95 nInety one i and I-91 up to Applebrook Farm during the summer to uh, help us bring in the crop. Uh, maybe he would have gotten a little real work and met some real human beings. There you but go. again, Instagram, celebrity culture, me, 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 flash over substance. Um, uh, give me the choice, folks, of being raised with a billionaire father and a supermodel mother and uh, not people of faith versus the just typical person of faith. Uh, I think you know where I'd go. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, last thing I think we should talk about, we've been missed uh, talking about how people are missing, or children and youngsters are miss- missing their formative years, Dowd. Um, but we're still waiting uh, to this uh, point where these kids have missed an entire year plus of being out on the field, baseball, football, basketball, tennis, volleyball, yep. gymnastics, uh, et cetera. Uh, We are the only state, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or one of four states across the country who doesn't allow any sort of uh, contact sports for youth. I think one of two who doesn't allow it for club. And we are the only state in the country that doesn't allow our own university football and basketball team sports uh, to compete. So they have relocated to Lubbock, which they hate, and uh, Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, down.
2: Yep, Uh, and an interesting article in the Santa Fe paper. People are online starting to do a little bit of rebellion. I guess the hashtag is let them play. And so the donkey's been hit in the head for for many, many months, and now the parents, recognizing the failure of this, are starting to stand up. And and more power to them, folks. We wish you could have joined us back in March when this all started, but we're happy to have you in the camp now.
1: And one last thing I think we should say and we should end the the show with is despite all the malaise and the uh, uh, depression oriented news uh, that's uh, actually reality. it's not news it's reality that's going on out there from people small businesses etc we would expect that we would hear from our great governor on the embarkment of a state legislature which would tell us about how things are going to be moving forward but folks you will not be hearing from your governor she did not speak today she chose not to speak Uh, Instead, she scapegoated herself and stated that she was going to postpone that speech. We needed to hear from her today. We did not. uh, Again, I hearken you back to my uh, four write-ups on what the greatest, our greatest problem here in this state is. And that, of course, is a lack of leadership. That is uh, our greatest need here in this state. And it's one of the reasons why I will be running for CD1. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Be with us uh,
7: tomorrow bright and early 4 p.m. for our hump day. All inaugural coverage start roughly about 9 a.m. tomorrow.